738 DWS and local attorney Steve Beckett on the line this morning. Steve, how are you, sir? Well, um, I'm here. <laughs> and you know, there's something to be said for that. With everything going on in the world today, just being here and being able to observe is a big, big part of it, Stephen. Yes, it is. And uh, our national news uh, continues to carry forward some of the same themes, doesn't it? It does. It does. Like all the stuff on Kevin McCarthy, I was like, you know, this really isn't news, but... Uh, they're making news out of it once again, so we've got that it reminded going. Me, it reminded me of uh, President Nixon, those of us in my generation. <laughs> in the spring of uh, 1974, he made a national address and told us that two years of Watergate was enough. Yeah, I recall that and, vividly. <laughs> right, <laughs> and so I'm sure that uh, my Republican friends think that um, over a year of uh, the insurrection is enough uh, and that uh, we're beating a dead horse here. Let's move on. We've got other problems. Um, but uh, I, I think that the Watergate experience is a good example for us uh, to reflect on our national government and the importance of truth and honesty in government. Um, I find the tape and McCarthy's reaction disturbing. In, in, in one respect, um, I sort of liked the conversation because it demonstrated a serious consideration mm -hmm. of the 25th Amendment and the possibility that the president ought to resign. We all saw what we saw on January 6th. It isn't like uh, none of us saw and none of us didn't think the president is behind this and there ought to be serious consequences that flow from it. And it's clear that Republican leadership felt exactly the same way. But then I think that the Republicans made a political uh, decision that um, going in that direction was going to hurt them uh, politically in the long run. And it would be much better to soft sell what happened that day and back away from it. And, you know, McCarthy, I think, was, is in a tough spot. Uh, you know, part of me wishes that he had merely come forward and said, yes, I did say those things. Yes, they were under consideration at the time. We ultimately decided that wasn't the right way to go. But to have him say, I never said it, it didn't happen, and then be faced with the fact that it was uh, recorded. CW is absolutely correct, as he said er earlier. You know, if you're a politician and you're going to say something, you might as well figure uh, there's a way to verify what you said. And oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're going to say it and you're later asked about it, you better tell the truth. Well, President Nixon learned that lesson the hard way, mm -hmm. and uh, these guys act like there just hasn't been anything around over the last 25, 30, 40 years to make anything any different. And the uh, compatibility and the smallness of microphones and this and that, you've got to assume that somebody's hearing something. And... Uh, uh, well, Nixon, I think, was really, really tragic because he's the one that set up the taping system. Yeah. So he knew that he knew that it was there. <laughs> and so the, the one of the famous con, uh, con, conflicted versions was John Dean saying that uh, he had told Nixon there was a cancer on the presidency. And Nixon said he could raise a million dollars. And then Nixon denying that he said it. And there there was the recording <laughs> that, you know showed what Dean said was absolutely true. 
And so, you know, when that happens, then you lose faith in leadership. Yeah. That can't be good for us. No, it sure can't. Uh, President Nixon really improved that tape system, but if you've heard any of the Lyndon Johnson tapes, a lot of them have some great humor quality when he was haranguing the, oh, yeah. the head of the Hager Pants right. Company. <laughs> right. I do not mean to uh, suggest in any way that either party um, has uh, the advantage on this truth-telling stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to speak more generally about leadership, uh, political leadership in our country and uh, at all levels of our government, that uh, if you're going to say something, then you ought to stick by it. And if you change your mind, you ought to explain why you said it when you said it and why you feel the way you do now. Uh, that's just the logical thing to do. It is the logical thing to do, but uh, logic seems a little short in Washington these days as it was back then. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Steve. It's, I really don't. It's all a... It's all about power. Yeah. It's all about power. It's it's the continuation of power. It's the power to appoint Supreme Court justices, the power to spend money, the power to raise money for your political campaigns and your colleagues. It's just, it's such a nasty business. It's uh, it, in the end, it's always about the money, just like the NCAA. It's always about the money. Yeah. What do you think is the deal with Joe Biden right now? He's sending more money to the Ukraine, and, you know, now we're getting into some real money with this, and he's going to ask for more, I right. guess. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's in an impossible situation. Uh, the uh, We certainly can't say to Putin, we surrender, we're not going to support Ukraine. Yeah. I don't think the American people would buy that. No, uh, There's such an outpouring of support for Ukraine and the heroic nature of their fight against this monster, you know, the big bear, sure. um, that I think I think Americans in general uh, feel really bad about Ukraine. And so I think Biden is responding to that overwhelming American uh, uh, support. Uh, but in the long run, uh, you know, one wonders, is it practical? I mean, I think that's really the question, is it practical? Because the other European countries, uh, you know, as part of NATO, don't appear to be lending the same support, even though they face a, a, a really great threat uh, of Russia and Russia's, you know, sort of expansionist move. It mm -hmm. just it reminds it reminds you of uh, Hitler and the kind of appeasement that happened that led to World War II. It does seem to be that way, and I don't know what the answer is because the U.S. is bearing the brunt of this right now, and uh, I, I don't see any way out because Putin's not going to back off, it doesn't look like. so. Well, Dave, that's why you and I are up in the balcony uh, <laughs> looking at this and uh, giving our opinions about what we think. Uh, yeah. because we're, so, we're so wise that we're not in the mix. Well, maybe you got a point there, Steve. I never looked at it that way, but I will from now on, I promise you. <laughs> Good grief. What else going on, Steve? Or anything else you want to discuss this morning? I'm, uh, I'm excited about Major League Baseball. I'm so glad that the games are back. Yeah. Uh, we can all support our teams and watch the Cubs get ahead and then end up losing, <laughs> as, they, as they tend to do. And the Cardinals uh, continue to always uh, surprise us by putting together a team that is solid. Uh, and I'm I'm certainly no Cardinal fan, never never have been. Uh, and then you know I'm a Dodger fan, and 
with the Dodgers, all you got to do is spend enough money and buy the best players, and you know everything goes well. <laughs> so it's it continues. Yeah, that's my theme this morning. <laughs> it does sound that way, Steve. It's all about the money. Steve Beckett, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, guys. All right, take, take care. care. We got more coming up on DWS.